Good morning, everybody. Today we are learning Yeshua Parak Dalad. Bez Hashem, the plan is this week we're going to go through Parak Dalad through Parak So today we're going to see Klai Yisrael is going to continue going through the Yarday and they're going to end up in Eretz Yisrael. And HaKadosh Baruch is going to tell Yeshua that he should command Klai Yisrael, the 12 the 12 leaders that Yeshua was going to appoint to take 12 stones and put them across the Yardin as a remembrance of the nace that occurred. The, the second we're going to describe that Yeshua is going to command them to do that. They're going to put the stones down. Yeshua is also going to place stones under the, the Kohanim or holding up the Aaron. And then we're going to see at the end of the parak the, the, the Yeshua is going to describe to Klai the reason why the stones are there so that they can remind when the children ask their parents why exactly the stones are there, they can remind them about the nace that occurred. So let's see Perak Dalad, Pasuk Alf, Bahikashar Tambu Kalagai Labras, the Yardin, and the entire Klai Israel went through the Yardin of Emer Hashem, Yeshua, Emer, and Hashem turned to Yeshua and he said, like this, Kichul Lachem and Aum, Shtem Asar and Hashem, Ish Echad, Ish Echad, Mi Shabbat, Akadish Baruch, who commands Yeshua, you should take one person from each Shabbat, get 12 people, one person from each Shabbat, you take a look, the Ral Bag at the end of this parak explains why is it to be 12 people, one person per each Shabbat, why isn't it two people, why isn't it one person from one Shabbat and three from another Shabbat? Rabbag explains you have to do things fairly. HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded Yeshua in this fashion to teach us a lesson that when we divide, when we make a division of power, we should try to do it as fair as possible. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Yeshua to pick one from each shevet. You should try to do it as fair as possible. Not to chas v'shem create jealousy between the shvatim. So Hashem tells Yeshua, get twelve command up in a point twelve people to get the stones. B'tzav oisim you should command them leimar zulach hamizem etach hayardin mimatzav ragla kehanim achin shteim etzir abanim. They should prepare twelve stones. You should take the stones out of the yard day and you should place them in the place we're going to sleep tonight. So Yeshua commanded the 12 people that he commanded already. The Mepharshim discussed that we saw in Paragim already that Yeshua appointed these people. They discussed that how Yeshua know that Hashem was going to do it. Interesting discussion over here. But the idea is that Yeshua appointed these 12 people and he turned to them and he said, Ish echad, Ish echad, one person from each shevet, me shevet. You should go into the yard each person should carry one stone so that we have one stone per shape so that the stone should be an ice it should be a sign amongst because your children are going to ask you tomorrow and the future generations are going to ask you what is the purpose what are the point of these stones and you should tell them and these stones are going to be a remembrance for Klaisel for the rest of eternity that Klaisel is going to remember this nace that happened at the garden. So Klaisel went through with the command of Yeshua. They used to stay and they carried 12 stones from the yard. They carried the stones from the yard and they brought them to the place where they were going to sleep. That night, and says Pasuk Te, explains Pasuk Te, Explains Pasuk Te, explains Pasuk Te, that Yeshua then took 12 stones and he placed them under the feet of the Kahana themselves. The first discussed over here was that also a command of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was that Yeshua did on his own. So the idea is that Yeshua took the 12 stones and he placed them under the feet of the Kahana. The Kahana were still standing in the yard. The Kahanim were carrying the iron. They were still standing in the Arden until this whole procession was carried out. All the, tw- the stones were carried out of the Arden. The entirety of Klaisel went through the Arden. It was when Klaisel finished going through the Arden. 
and Klai Yisrael passed through, passed, they all passed by the Aaron, which was still in the middle of the Yardin. So now Ruven, God, and Chatzif, Sheva, and Asher, they were armed, ready to fight. Like Moshe commanded them that they're first going to go into Eretz Yisrael, they're going to help Klai Yisrael with the war efforts, and then only afterwards they're going, are they going to go back to Yardin. That there were 40,000 soldiers ready to fight. They went past by in front of Hashem, ready to fight in the war for the war efforts by Yerichah. They recognized that Yeshua was going to be the leader, just like they were afraid of Yeshua. He commands them like this. So now that the entirety of Christ passed through the Yardin. So now it's time for the Kahanim. We're holding the Aaron to leave the Yardin as well. It's time Yeshua Kahanim Lamar Alumina Yardin. So Yeshua turned to the Kahanim and he told them, now it's time for you to go through the Yardin to come out. So the Kahanim came out of the Yardin and they got to dry land. So now the Yardin returned back to its place and it flowed like it flowed before. And the Radak over here speaks out that it went back slowly. That the water went, went down slowly. It didn't just drop down very quickly because that could have made, that could have had a very bad impact. Imagine all the water coming rushing back down so it went back slowly so it didn't have such a major impact and Klaisa went to the Yardin in the 10th of the first month which is a very important postage over here the Mepharshim point out that this is how we can work back with all the dates of when other things happen because this is the date that we have that Klaisa went through on the 10th of the month and Yeshua placed the 12 stones that they brought from the Yardin he placed them in Gilgal Turned to Klai Yisrael and told him like this: Your children are going to ask you, what exactly are these stones in Gilgal? Why do you have these twelve stones? You're going to tell your children, Klai Yisrael went to the Yardin, the Yardin totally dried up. The Yardin split. The water split, and Klai Yisrael made up, made the water dry up. Asher Hayvish me Panenu Adavarnu that so too Kadish Brach made the same ace by the Yamsuf for Mesha when Klaisel left the Tisatrayim, so too over here as well. Kadish Brach who made an ace that the Yardin split. Laman Das Kolamea Arat as Yad Hashem. And the Pasik says that Hakadish Brach made his nace that the entire of the entire nations of the world recognize that the Yad Hashem Kichazaki, that the Yad Hashem is very strong. In order that you fear Kadish Brachu all of your days, which the Malbum over here points out. And there seems to be two Nukudas in the Pasuk. The first Nukudah is that the rest of the nation should recognize that HaKadosh Baruch was very strong. And the second Nukudah the Pasuk speaks out is that we should fear Hashem. So the Ma'abovir explains that the first Nukudah is, the first it is that we should have Yerusha Einish. We should recognize the power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we should be afraid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that is for sure for the Ummah Sa'ilam that they have to have this Yerusha. They have to recognize that God is the one who controls the world. He, he, he's the one who punishes. He's the one who will take care of the judgment at, at the end of days. And the second Nukudah is, the second idea, when the Pasuk says, that's referring to Yeris Ha Raymus. That when a person recognizes the Nase, when a person sees a miracle from Hashem, he recognizes the godless of Akadish Baruch Hu, he recognizes how amazing Akadish Baruch Hu is, and then he does not want to disappoint him. That's the idea of Yeris Raymus. Again, definitely a very interesting discussion, different Mepharshim, different Bali Mutzer, Bali Machshava, how to exactly translate Yeris Raymus, Yeris Ainish, which one is better. The Mesil Sasharim seems to speak out that it's simple that Yeris Raymus is the higher Madrega. So a person has to try to work on this idea of recognizing the Raymus of Akadish Baruch Hu, the the incredible Nisan that Kodesh Baruch Hu does, and through that he will come closer to Hashem, through that he'll be able to have the proper year that he's supposed to have. A few quick insights on the Pesukim that we just saw. The first thing that Radak points out, 
Radak and Pasuk Hay points out that Yeshua, if you take a look, Nirik Yeshua, Allah Rachrenes, a yard, if you ever come Radak points out that Yeshua was the last person to cross the yard, and Yeshua waited for everybody else to cross, and only afterwards did he cross the yard. Kadeshi with Tuchim Yaser, Kishinishu Achrem, Shamayim Yadunod, Echad, that Yeshua was waiting in the yard until the entirety of Klai Yisrael went through because he wanted to make sure that everybody went through safely. And if they saw that Yeshua was waiting there, they would, be, they would recognize that HaKadosh Baruch was for sure going to save them and they wouldn't be scared. So that's why Yeshua waited all the way to the end to make sure that everybody else was saved. And only afterwards did Yeshua himself leave and come out of the yard. So this is definitely an again, a very interesting discussion. Whether a captain on a ship, does he have to be the last one to stay on the ship? Or is he allowed to abandon first? Is he allowed to go first? So definitely a very interesting discussion. I hope to discuss this more extensively in a separate chair. But it's definitely a beautiful idea that we'll see throughout the Tanakh, throughout the Nevi'im and Ksuvim, that one of the beautiful things that we see by the Malachim and the generals in Klai Yisrael is that even though sometimes in other nations the general or the king will go after the rest of the war efforts, only come after they're successful, in Judaism in general, the Melech will go in front, he'll show Klai Yisrael that he has confidence in Akadosh Baruch, he has confidence in battle, and he'll be the one to go in the front. However, when it comes to a situation like this, when it comes to a situation of saving people and putting yourself at life at risk, it seems that it's possible, at least from the second we see over here, that Yeshua will stay till the end to make sure that Klai Yisrael is confident that they're going to be saved. Hopefully we'll discuss more extensively in another shir whether, what the halachic shitas are in regards to this specific halacha. Does a captain have to be the last one on the ship? It's interesting, Gemara actually in the Gemara describes that when Avravina was Nefter, the Umas Island, the nations of the world said that we lost our leader and we lost the captain of our ship. So it could be that they're bringing out, I, just, I saw one of the Farshim say, a beautiful shot, they bring out this Nakuda, that when it comes to leading, when it comes to going into battle, so the leader goes first, Avram was the one who went first. However, when it comes to saving people, putting yourself, your life at risk, that Avram was like the captain of the ship who would wait till the end. One beautiful shot in the Pesachim over here. Then there's another idea over here, which the Pesachim describe that Yeshua set up 12 stones. First Yeshua, first Yeshua appointed 12 people and they brought the 12 stones. Then Yeshua himself put 12 stones under the people who were carrying the urn. So the Gemara in Saitan, Naflam and Haman Beis describes how there were three situations in history that there was, they placed stones just like this. So two over here we have in the Pesachim and one, the Gemara tells us that Misha placed as well. So there's a beautiful Misha over there. The Misha describes what is the significance of these three stones, the three instances that the stones were placed, one in the time of Misha and two in the times of Yeshua. So the Marsha suggests, based on the, the Sefer Ikram, which we quoted already in last year, last year the, the Sefer Ikram was written by Yosef Alba, a very important Sefer in regards to Yusei the Yadus. So the Balar Ikram has a very fundamental machlekes with the Rambam. The Rambam is famously known for his Yud Gimel Ikram, which he writes at the end of Parakhelak, at the, I'm sorry, in the beginning of Parakhelak, in the beginning of the last parak in Mesach Sanhedrin, the Rambam writes, the Yud Gimel Ikrim, which the Rambam felt, where you say the Yadis, the 13 principles of faith, which the Rambam, interestingly enough, doesn't bring them the Yad HaChazaka, some suggest that he does, and they're just couched in other terms, but definitely a very interesting discussion why he did not bring in the Yad HaChazaka, but the Sefer Ikrim disagrees with the Rambam, and he suggests that there's really only three, you say the Yadis, there's only three, you say the Yadis that a person has to believe in. Again, whether the Rambam and the Ikrim are disagreeing fundamentally what a person has to, what a person has to believe in, or it's just about like it's semantics, definitely a very interesting discussion in the Jewish Chassam Sefer and others definitely what to discuss but says the Marsha that's the significance of these three stones the three instances of placing the stones is to be Ramiz to the three Yisaitis of the Ikram says the Marsha say to Daflam and Haman base that the first idea was the first that the stones that Moshe Benu placed those, those signify the idea of, of Tarim Neshamayim which is the first Yisait of the Sefer Ikram so that's the first idea of Tarim Neshamayim the second one that Yeshua placed in Gilgal that's the same place that Klaisel got the brachas and the Klaus, which corresponds to the second Yisait of the Ikram which is the idea of the idea of reward and punishment 
And finally, the last instance of placing the stones, the one we just saw in Klaisal, across the Yardin, that represents the existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu exists, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechadosh Ta'ilam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu renews the world, and that is the third Iker of the Sefer Ikram, which is the belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the belief that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly being Mechadosh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly being evolved in this world. So again, beautiful idea from Marsha, what these three instances of the placing of the stones represent. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.